Greetings and salutations and good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, how are you guys doing today? This is hump day. <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, so uh, as the title implies, we're going to be going over the latest pixel drop, which if you don't know what that is, don't worry, I'll explain it. So um, the pixel drop is when Google releases new features that's specifically for Google Pixel phones. And um, these tend to beef up um, either already current features that has uh, new development implemented into it, or it brings something new that uh, they've been kind of like quietly working on that the Pixel phones would be able to do and just are now bringing it out. So um, before I get into that, uh, let me go ahead just real quick. You know, I do it all the time. Shout out to all the channel members. Thank you guys for being a member of the channel. Really, really, really appreciate it. And I'm going to crack open a cold one. But that would be green tea. You guys know. <laughs> I don't drink. Not like that. Also, if you guys want to show support to the channel and uh, for, you know, future podcasts and stuff like that, and maybe even grow this thing into something, you know, like a major media type. Who knows? I mean, you know, I'm just spitballing here. Um, but there's a way you can do it. You guys can uh, do like a one-time monetary donation right there to the PayPal link. Uh, but the biggest way that you guys can just show support is just by smashing the like button. That absolutely helps these live streams very, very much. Um, so, yeah, while, you know, I kind of wait for a little bit more for people to kind of come in. As you're coming in, please feel free to say hi. Please smash the like button, too, as you're in there. And if you're not subscribed, what are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications by clicking the bell icon next to it and choosing all. And then you'll you won't miss a, a podcast. I mean, I know YouTube's notification system is not the greatest, okay? You know, we gotta work with what we got. Uh until YouTube fixes that, we'll see what happens. So anyways. Um, if you guys missed last night's late live stream, I basically talked about the Pixel 5a. So before I kind of really jump into the pixel drop, um Please, when you guys are done with this, if you guys want, check it out. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Pixel 5a and what it exactly would be. And to me, it's very, very similar to the Pixel 4a 5G. Um, but all that is talked about in last night's live, if you guys missed it. So I'm just letting everyone know that I did a live stream late last night. So I did two live streams in one day. Um, so, yeah, you definitely don't want to miss that. Go check it out. Um, pretty informative. And again, shout out to everyone that came in. And then also yesterday, kind of like compared uh, the prepaid carriers just to see where they're at currently today on uh, the month of March 2021. What kind of promo deals do they have? What type of plans do they have and everything like that? So shout out to everybody that joined that live stream. That was that was dope. I'm uh, glad to have you guys there. So, um, all right, let's get into the latest Pixel Drop feature. So if you own a Google Pixel phone, this definitely um, is something that you're going to want to kind of... Uh, take notice of now some of the the pixel drop features i've heard are only for the pixel 4 and higher um and so this will kind of outline it so um this was posted by nine to five google um i like to read their stuff curious to see what the pixel 6 will offer um that will be on a different time when we actually talk about the pixel 6 the pixel drop basically is just talking about the features that uh, current already released google pixels just recently got um it's not going to mention anything about the pixel 6 but i will actually do a live stream talking about the pixel 6 as we get closer and closer to it um so anyways this is uh, reported by nine to five google march pixel feature drop 
underwater photos, Gboard Smart Compose, and more. I like how they just kind of like advertise that and more. It's so funny. So it says right here, while Android 11 is no longer the newest version of Google OS, it will remain the stable release for the first part of this year. Well, obviously, duh, they didn't release Android 12. Uh, to help remedy that, March Pixel feature drop is now here, along with the latest security patch and several bug fixes. So the first thing that we get with the Google uh, with the Pixel drop released by Google is a recorder, cloud backup, and web app. So the Pixel's powerful recorder app can now automatically back up to Google Drive, which impacts Google One storage. Users previously had to manually upload via the share sheet, uh, while past recordings would not be carried over to the new or other phones. Uh, cloud storage also means multi-device access through a new recorder.google.com. So that's the link to that. Um, let me click that, and then I'll probably like screen share that website. So, oh, no, I could just do it from here. Oh, okay, so this is what it looks like. <laughs> Share, play, search your audio, record for web. Uh, recordings backed up from the recorder app on your Google Pixel will appear here. And pretty much, it's just a simple site. Nothing uh, too extravagant. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, the, the Google Recorder app still only works in English. Uh, for more, read our full, our full hands-on. So they have like full hands-on that has to do specifically with... Uh, the Google Recorder app. So, I mean, that's actually pretty cool because the Google Recorder app is actually, uh, it, it really is a nice tool, especially, you know, like uh, where I would see this being used at definitely is like, you know, for college students, if uh, they're recording lectures um, that they want to, you know, refer back to in notes, this definitely helps. And then, you know, so that way it's not hogging up a lot of storage. Uh, literally, you can back this up to Google, which means that if you back it up to a Google cloud source, means that you can actually share with other people. So like how it backs up to Google Drive. And then like I said, like you have a group of people that's in your class studies. Uh, you all use Google Drive to share information. You literally could just share this to everyone in your group through Google Drive. So um, it makes it easier to just kind of just send things out. Um, that's a real, real nice touch. Uh, I, I kind of like that. Um, besides that, you know, if you're a reporter or, you know, if you, if you do, um, like, you know, like media news and stuff like that, this definitely becomes a handy tool, um, while using, you know, using your, your pixel phone and recording audio and having it backed up, um, really just kind of helps. So you have like a backup of it. You have a, a source to go to and grab it in case you ever need it for future notes. So this is actually kind of, you know, kind of nifty. Um, yes, of course, not everybody is going to find this useful, but, um, you know, it's there. So that's the thing that, you know, at least for me, I'm just like, hey, this is cool. My apartment is cold as hell. So it gave me, it gave me the sniffles today. So I apologize. But anyways, okay, so we get that. We get measure heart and respiratory rate in Google Fit. Google Fit can use your Pixel's front-facing camera and computer vision to measure respiratory rate by detecting small changes on your chest as you breathe. Meanwhile, measuring your heart rate involves placing your finger on the rear lens. This feature starts rolling out next week, though it's not full. It's not officially part of the March Pixel feature drop. Uh, I remember talking, like you know, hearing more about this, and this is actually like pretty cool. So, um, 
yes, it's got its flaws. So it's got its goods. It's got its bads. Um, this really just depends on on uh, on how you know what you're going to use this for. Technically, the whole um, you know read your heart rate with your finger over the uh, the camera sensor on the back of the Pixel Five or Pixel Four A, Pixel Four A Five G, or even the Pixel Four. Um, one of the things that you have to think about here is that you have to be still. While you know there is a lot of um, of like uh, you know monitors, like you know the Apple Watch, you know has you know it, it can it can check your heart rate and everything like that while you're moving. There's also different you know fitness bands that can do that. Um, so this is kind of cool that they did bring it. However, um, this version of it is just yeah, you, you have to stay still in order for it to work properly. If you move or anything like that, it's it's going to give like a you know it's just, just going to mess up the whole thing. As far as it for checking your respiratory though, actually like you know the uh, the AI and the camera basically counting you know or like looking for changes in your chest movements as you're breathing to be able to detect. I think that's actually pretty cool. And um, while this is just, you know, something that's just really just starting to come in, you know, they can, it can easily develop it. My main thing here with Google is that I'm actually kind of happy in the fact that they are making strides to um, get in into the health and fitness. Um, I did not tell them that they really need to go with it. And ultimately, they need to bring the Pixel Watch. They've acquired Fitbit. We know this already. Um, it's time to get the gears in motion and get going with it. Um, the longer they wait, you know, the, the less the flame for desire for a type of, um, you know, tech is going to go away. I mean, there are people that's interested in it now. If I did a video talking about the Pixel Watch, you know, I know for a fact it will get some views because there are people that's interested in it. But as people, you know, grow in time, they tend to just be like, I don't care anymore. And then they're done. When that happens, yeah, um, Google will like have no no stand to actually, um, you know, to actually have like a fan base behind it and have like a you know a reason to develop one. That's that's mainly it. Underwater photos. <laughs> so this one I think people is going to find interesting. Uh, Pixel phones now work with the Kraken support universal smartphone housing uh, to capture marine life. And uh, seascapes. The UI is near uh, identical, uh, save for a bar at the top of the specific uh, accessory stats. So get access to your Pixel's uh, camera features, including night sight, portrait mode, motion photos, and video directly through Pixel camera app for high-quality images and you and your underwater friends. (laughs) So Google touts this is giving users the ability to capture the same kinds of high quality images they are accustomed to above water and do it underwater without the cumbersome cameras and cases scuba divers have traditionally used. Okay. So, I mean, here's the thing about this. And, um, you know, Max from high on Android could really, 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 uh, you know, he could really attest to this. So if you're going to take your phone and get some underwater shots. You definitely want to have some sort of protective casing around your phone if you're going, you know, in salt water. <clears throat> um, Max took several um, water-resistant devices on a, on a vacation with him a couple of years ago, and he went and took pictures at the beach and the water and whatnot, and uh, he opened up several of his phones that pretty much crapped out on him. And what he found was that the salt water eroded the... Um, the protection within the device to protect against water damage. So 
<clears throat> it's not a good idea to take your water resistant phone into ocean salt water. It's just not a good thing. It will find a way in. It will erode the protective um, grommets and things like that that they have placed inside to, uh, you know, to give water resistance. It will eat away at that, allowing water in, touching very important components, therefore damaging the phone. So, um, yeah, a casing such as the one that showed here on the website, you know, you would put your phone in. It would completely, it would completely, you know, keep your phone dry and allow you to submerge underwater. And I'm pretty sure there's a specific depth that it will go up to before the pressure underneath in, in the water will start to affect the casing, allowing other, you know, um, for it to comp that compromise the, the, the case itself and allow water in. I mean, you have to look at those things too. But while this is cool, being able to take underwater photos and stuff like that, um, I would still recommend to a lot of people that you wrap your phone up in a very, you know, um, water protective case just so that, because even in the pool, you know, let's take it to a different level and say, go to the pool, the chlorine in the pool can affect it too, as well. I mean, so, you know, the salt water can affect it, a chlorine water, you know, like, like, especially a pool that they dump a lot of chlorine in it. I don't know if you guys ever been to like a pool that, you know, the guy who does the maintenance on it decided to put like a like a whole lot of chlorine into it. And when you just go for a swim and you pop out, you know, for air, for, you know, in the water, your eyes kind of burn because and you can because there's so much chlorine in there and you can kind of smell it. Um, that tends to happen. So, you know, underwater photos. Hey, I mean, you know, it it's cool, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not something that I would say. Yeah, definitely do. <clears throat> okay, we got Gboard Smart Compose. After launching uh, in Gmail as a Pixel 3 exclusive and Docs, Smart Compose is now officially coming to Gboard for select messaging apps. The uh, ML feature will offer a complete, uh, complete sentences as you write, suggesting common phrases in gray to cut down on repetitive typing and potential typos. You swipe on the, on the space bar to accept suggestions. Smart Compose currently only works in the U.S. and when set to English. So this doesn't work with any other language, but it you know, kind of gives you a little diagram here of like what you can do, obviously. And that's, that's pretty cool, too, because, you know, you, I don't know, sometimes um, I get real annoyed, you know, texting. But then, you know, the person that I'm communicating with, you have to text. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I just want to get my point across really quick. So, you know, having this, yeah, it's going to be helpful. Gonna be real helpful just to you know get those quick messages out to you know be very quick we can hurry with them and whatnot um, and therefore you know makes a uh, less less of a thumb workout to be quite serious. <clears throat> okay, what else have we got here? So uh, Pixel Stand, what is this? Uh, the Pixel Stand gets a new bedtime screen and redesigned prompts to help you ease into sleep. You read more on this. Uh, this feature is available on Pixel phones with wireless charging capabilities. So the Pixel 3, 3XL, 4, 4XL, and 5. Okay. Well, it helps you... Uh... I'll you get some sleep. New IWD wallpapers. The curated culture section introduced last month for Black History Month in Google Wallpapers has three new backgrounds ahead of International Women's Day 
on March 8th. Focusing on the strength and transformation of women, they illustrated by Spanish duo uh, Cachete Jack. So, you know, you know, I guess you can say these wallpapers are kind of googly, you know, but I mean, it's actually pretty cool. Um, I think that's kind of nice. So it seems that that is all that came in with the uh, Google uh, Pixel feature drop. So we got uh, literally we got recorder. Uh, cloud backup and a web app. So we got that. We got measure heart and respiratory rate in Google Fit. We got underwater photo shots. We got Gboard Smart Compose now. So that's now in Gboard, not just in Gmail, but it's in it's in Gboard. We got a little update to the Pixel Stand to help people ease off into a nice deep sleep. And then we got some new wallpapers. So not a lot of major um, things brought in. I think the recorder and the underwater photos is going to be the thing that they really just kind of like tout about the most. Um, I don't, you know, other than that, I don't really see them like, I don't really see like anything else. I mean, like the Pixel Stand thing, that's actually pretty cool. Um, But you know what? If you have like a Google Home, then uh, oh geez, it activated on my on my Pixel Book. But if you uh, if you have you know the the home thing, you know that works out just as well too. I mean, I still have the original one. Like I still have my original G Home, and the one that looks like an air freshener, and it's sitting right there on my desk. Uh, and you know it it does what I need it to do. You know if I need to you know set an alarm, it sets an alarm. If I need it to play some relaxing sounds so I can sleep, it does that. So it does what I need it to do, um, hands down. I mean, I got no reason to get a Pixel stand. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a Pixel stand, you know what I mean? Like wirelessly charge your phone and stuff like that. But at the same time, too, like I prefer wire charging my phone right now at this time. Um, it just charges faster on the wire. So that is the reason why that I do it. Um, the underwater photo shots, like I said, that's going to be absolutely amazing. But... Again, the problem, you know, is with taking it into salt water can really erode and damage the phone, even if it's water resistance. As people got to understand, IP certifications and it being, you know, um, IP68 water and dust resistant does not mean that it's waterproof. So the key word in those things is water resistance versus waterproof. It can resist water to a degree before eventually water will become a factor and damage the phone. And it's resistant to dust to a degree until dust can get inside and cause some damage. That's why it's resistant. It's resistant to a degree, but it's not proof. So it's not waterproof. It's not dust proof. That's the difference key there. So, um, yeah. And, you know, anyone that's going to utilize this, definitely, you know, as 9 to 5 Google suggested, get you a particular case. Uh, that that one case they were talking about, the Kraken. Uh, put your pixel into that, and then you can go on. You can catch uh, marine uh, marine photography. You know how cool will it be if you were like, say, at the beach, and you go out, you swim out, and you know from the beach, maybe to a point where like, you know, it starts to become like like six feet deep, and you're kind of you're kind of bobbing with the ocean current, and you're able. I mean you're able to get a night sight shot that looks really good. Okay. You can't get astrophotography because, you know, you can, you can stick, you know, um, a tripod 
<laughs> the water, but the ocean currents is going to constantly move that, which is going to completely shut off the astrophotography mode. So no, you're not going to get astrophotography shots, but you can get some really good night shots and you can come up with some really good ideas to get these night shots. Like maybe like a half and half scenario. You know what I mean? Like if you hold it right and you have like half of the lens of the camera, like above water, the other half underwater. So it gives that, that half, you know, you guys know what I mean? That half uh, effect in a night site, that should be pretty cool. Um, if you live in an area where you have like a small reef nearby and you go scuba diving, you know, in the evening time, you probably get some really badass shots with night sight on the pixel phones. So the underwater shots, things, you know, can come in handy, especially for those people that like to play around with, with gimmicky features like that. Cause it is a gimmicky feature. Um, and you can, you can, you can attain those shots. Or if you're at a pool party, you probably can get some definitely good shots, you know, like a pool party at night um, in the pool with everybody. You just got to keep your phone wrapped. You just got to keep it wrapped up. That's, that's a thing. Like nothing. I mean, you know, you probably could jump in the water with it, maybe be in the water with it for like, you know, two or three minutes and get those shots that you want. Take the phone out and wipe it down with a towel. It'd be, it'd be totally cool. Um, but yeah, I just wouldn't risk it. I just really, really would not risk it. I mean, I've had water resistance phones for some time now. I've gone to beaches and stuff like that. I've never taken it into the water. Then after when I seen Max Lee and what he went through, I think with some of his Galaxy devices and uh, I forgot what other device he had that was water resistant, but it, it ended up getting damaged. I think it was a pixel that got damaged. It might've been like the 3XL or the 4XL. One of the two. One of the two, I remember Max took it into the ocean water and it just crapped out on him. That So yeah. But the underwater photography shot is pretty cool. The uh, recorder, uh, audio recorder and backup to cloud that's that's a nice touch. But these aren't like wowing pixel features, you know what I mean? The whole thing with Google Fit being able to read your heart rate by putting your finger on the back camera sensor, I mean, that's cool and everything like that, you know? Some people are going to complain that you can't get an accurate reading if you're moving. You have to sit still to get that reading. And then, of course, you know, your respiratory, like checking your breathing by using the selfie cam and allowing the AI to kind of like look for visual changes in your chest as you're breathing to kind of determine... I mean, that, that stuff's cool. I really like the fact that Google's breaking in into the health scene. That's a really nice touch. So, um, yeah, that is March, uh, you know, March uh, 2021 <laughs> pixel drop. So, um, anyway, let's not sharing here. Let's see, you know, because uh, I kind of went through that pretty quickly. So we'll just kind of see if there's any, uh, any news on the Pixel 6. People seem to be interested in that, so I'll kind of bring that around. Uh, okay, well, we got like a, an article from February 22nd that's uh, been put out by Tom's Guide. I guess we'll also take a look at that and see what's up with that. Excuse me from all my sniffles. <laughs> Okay, so Pixel 6 release date, price specs, feature leaks, and all that other good stuff. So let's, um, let's go here. And um, well, it looks like that the page is loading up more. But basically, this is from Tom's Guide. So I'll, I'll pop the link in the chat uh, for those people that want to check it out later on. And here we go. 
There you have it. There's a link in the chat. Um, okay. All right. So what the heck? No, 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 no. I didn't want to like, no, I did not want to. <laughs> she hate that when you didn't click an ad. Google's got another phone coming this fall. It's going to have another phone coming every fall. <laughs> um, and here's what to expect from the Pixel 6. All right. So let's see. The familiars here where they talk about the Pixel 5 uh, hasn't been out for long. The phone's only been shipping since last October. And all the other, yada, yada. Then they have like the iPhone 12 versus Pixel 5 flagship phone face off and all that other stuff. Uh, uh, internal code names for future Google phones last year uh, Passport Raven and uh, Oriole. That's pretty cool. Let me make this uh, full screen for you guys. There we go. Okay. Um, it's believed that Passport refers to a potential foldable phone. So they're not really going with fish names anymore. Now they're going like I mean, Passport, Raven, and Oreo. Hmm, weird. Um, it's believed that Passport refers to the potential pix- uh, foldable pixel or foldable phone from Google. But that Raven and Oreo might be early versions of the Pixel 6, perhaps a standard in the XL mode or XL model. Uh, There's certainly room for improvement over the Pixel 5, a solid phone that continues Google's tradition of producing great cameras, but one that's underpowered compared to some of the best Android phones out there. Yeah, it is using a Snapdragon 765G. That's no secret. So... (laughs) Um, let's see the latest Google Pixel 6 news. This was updated on February 22nd. Uh, thanks to Android 12 developer preview, we've got reports of two additional authentication features that may come to the Pixel 6, as well as a clue that the Pixel 6 XL will be part of the lineup. So that was uh, they, they found some code um, within Android 12 developer preview one uh, google is pretty predictable when it comes to rolling out pixel flagships its marquee phones almost always debut in october one notable exception the pixel 5 which moved up its debut by a day to september 30th so that's still pretty much october <laughs> uh, we're expecting google sticks to form and targets early october for the pixel 6 launch though there's been no rumor or leak confirming that yet Interesting. Uh, the Pixel 6 likely won't be the only phone we see from Google this year. While it's unlikely that the rumored Pixel 5 Pro is going to see the light of day, it's not. Uh, a Pixel 5a is likely to surface sometime in 2021. Uh, the Pixel 3a made its debut at Google I.O. May 20, 2019. Uh, but because of the pandemic, it pushed the Pixel 4a launch to later in the summer of 2020. We're expecting a spring launch for Google's next budget phone. Gotcha. Pricing. Uh, the pricing strategy for Pixel flagships is harder to get to get a bead on. While the Pixel 4 was very much pitched as a premium model starting at $799, the Pixel 5 launched at $699 because of the corners they cut. Duh. Of course, to get the lower price, Google had to make compromises. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so it's unlikely that Google will want to drop the price on the Pixel 6 even lower. So the question will be whether it goes back to producing a more premium phone or sticks with the Pixel 5's pricing. We're guessing it will be the latter, given that both Apple and Samsung have opted for lower entry-level prices on their phones, the iPhone 12 mini and the Galaxy S21. 
So the Galaxy 12 Mini at $699, which is pretty much the same price as the Pixel 5 launched at. And then you have the Galaxy S21 that was $799. So um, they're thinking that they're going to go back to about a $799 pricing for the Pixel 6. Maybe like $799 for the Pixel 6, $899 for the Pixel 6 XL. That's, that's what they're thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. I'm really thinking that. Uh, let's see. Google Pixel 6 cameras. Jesus, every time I say the word Google, it launches uh, my Google Assistant on my Pixel book. I got to turn that off. I really do. But anyways, so what are some of the things that we need to know? I mean, it's just they're just kind of going on like, okay, you know, like the design. Um, there really hasn't been much to change in the design. The display, they talk a little about the display. I want to know here, see, what should we expect in the XL model? Yeah. With the likely launch of the Pixel 6, still more than half a year away, <clears throat> the full specification of the phone remains somewhat of a mystery. The biggest question facing Google will be what processor to use in its next flagship. With the Pixel 5, Google opted for the Snapdragon 765G, a capable system on chip, but nowhere near as powerful as the 800, as the, the 8 series chipsets, like the Snapdragon 865. Uh, the leading Qualcomm Silicon right now, the leading Qualcomm Silicon right now is suggested Snapdragon 888. It's what's powering the Galaxy S21 family. And you'll undoubtedly see it inside more phones by the time the Pixel 6 releases rolls around. Opting for Snapdragon 888 may push up the price of the Pixel 6, but there's a, poss- there's a possible alternative for Google. Uh, Qualcomm has also released the Snapdragon 870 5G, which is essentially a more advanced version of the Snapdragon 865 Plus. Uh, we'd assume the chipset costs less than the 888 and could be an option for phone makers like Google that produce premium flagship phones but have an eye fixed on overall costs. But here they're not mentioned anything. Oh, there they go. They're at the bottom. So they're still talking about the 870. So I feel like they're kind of being a little bit biased right here with this part because they're continuing to like really give the shine to Qualcomm almost like they're hinting to Google like don't leave Qualcomm stay with them you know there's an 870 and there's an 888 you know what I mean but here's where it gets down to it if rumors are to be believed Google may be about to deliver a blow to Qualcomm and go proprietary on this one developing its own chipset with the help of Samsung that rumor surfaced last year and the chips resulting from that partnership could find their way on the Pixel phone starting this year they confirmed it. Google confirmed it. Samsung confirmed it also when they were confirming that there's going to be a foldable Pixel phone this year. They confirmed it. Uh, Google Pixel 6 battery. And I'll give you guys my uh, one one idea that I think might happen when it comes to it. Uh, but, you know, the battery, you know, 4,000 milliamp hour battery or 5,000, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're still going to go with that. Uh, of course, they want the 90 hertz refresh or 120 hertz refresh rate on these Pixel 6s. I'm thinking 120 hertz if they're really going to do it. And you'll see some significant difference between that and a, and a 60 hertz. So um, double the refresh rate, you'll definitely see it. Uh, will there be a charger? <laughs> That's a very good question. That's absolutely a very good question. Will there be a charger? Uh, well, let's see. And, it is, and, 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 and they're just spitballing the rumors here. This is not definitive facts. Um, but they're going off and they're saying that there's another battery life and charging issue that suddenly becomes relevant for upcoming phones like the Pixel 6. Will it include a charger? 
Last fall, Apple became the first phone maker to stop including chargers with its phone when it shipped all four iPhone 12 models without the accessory in the box. Apple says the move is better for the environment. And while some rival companies rolled their eyes at Apple's decision, they also followed in suit. Samsung doesn't include chargers with the Galaxy S21 models. That's true. Therefore, would it be a surprise to see the Pixel 6 come with little more than just USB charging alongside the phone? Best start hoarding those power bricks. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So here, here's my thing on this. Let me get back up to the top here. And why did it freeze? I'm not sure why the website froze, but okay. All right, so uh, here, here's the thing. Okay. So with the Google Pixel 6, first of all, what could possibly happen? What if the Pixel 6 has a Qualcomm chip? Then where is this uh, Project White Chapel? Where is this, you know, proprietary chipset being built by Google? Well, I think about it like this. If they launched the Pixel 6 with, say, like the, the, the Snapdragon 870 or the Snapdragon 888, then more than likely, if they did that, their proprietary chip would be in the Pixel Fold. You guys get what I'm saying? Like, since the Pixel Fold is going to be trial or error, trial and error, you know, Google's first attempt at a foldable device, they would would make sense that while they're trying out foldable technology, might as well also try out their own proprietary chip in that phone and see how that works out. And their their Pixel 6 go with the Qualcomm chip again this year. And if their proprietary chip does very, very well, you know, with, with rigorous testing and benchmarks and stuff like that, if it does very, very well, then they implement that in the Pixel 7. That wouldn't be a bad move for Google to do at all whatsoever. That'd actually be pretty good. That'd be a smart move for them to do because if they put their proprietary chip in the Pixel 6, which is likely to sell way more than the Pixel Fold, and that chip is just garbage, it's really going to put a a real bad stain on Google. I mean, Google doesn't have the best reputation already. They don't have the best reputation when it comes to, you know, Android, when it comes to hardware, when it comes to services. Like, they don't have the best uh, track record when it comes to these things. It, this is just a realization that you know, like a lot of us have to have. Um, even those diehard Google fans and diehard Pixel fans, they got to gotta have that. You got to understand that they don't have the best track record when it comes to that. So, um, I would definitely say since there's going to be a three three phone release this year, as far as like the flagship Pixels, and this is not counting the Pixel Five A. Okay, so technically there's going to be four Pixels this year. 5A, the Fold, the, no, no, 4, the 5A, the Fold, um, the uh, 6, and 6XL. So, 4, 4 pixels this year. I don't know why I said 5. My math is bad today. Um, but with this, in fact, the, uh, you know, the Pixel Fold is going to sell. Somebody is going to buy it. <laughs> I hate... <laughs> wow, how how the hell did I say that with a straight face? <laughs> Excuse me one moment. Mm. 
but yeah, um, <laughs> someone's going to buy it. Someone will buy the Pixel Fold. That's 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 a given. So I honestly think that that's that's the way that they should do this. I mean, I get it. They 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 want to showcase their new proprietary chip and go away from Qualcomm, and by that would yield a different pricing for the Pixel Six, but. You don't have the best track record, Google, at trying something new. So that's why I say like the, the best plan for Google would be to put the the, uh, the the proprietary chip in the Pixel Fold. And you know, for those people who spend that kind of money for foldable technology, to also be able to say like if this thing is you know good, if it's efficient on power, if it's you know fast at processing, all those things to take a look at while they're dealing with the Pixel Fold. And the foldable technology that comes, you know, with, with the, the foldable display that's going to be given to to uh, Google for by Samsung, um, they can just do all that rigorous testing with, i.e., their testing foldable device, the very first Pixel Fold, and then with the Pixel Six and the Six XL, use the Snapdragon 888 within that. Um, of course, some people are going to be like absolutely pissed off when. The pricing for the Pixel 6 goes up back up to like 799 and uh, 899 for the XL model, which I would be totally okay with it going back to that price. Um, as long as they, they offer different variations of it. So what I'm saying is like a Pixel 6, 128 gig. Because um, I know someone's going to be like, no, they should start off at 256 and go and go 512. And blah, blah. look, you're, you're, you're reaching. Okay, I'll be honest with people. You're reaching. I mean, it's not Apple. It's not an iPhone. So, okay. Uh, Where I see Google this year with the Pixel 6 starting off base model is going to be, again, 128 gigs. They will go 128 gigs again. That would be at $799. And then if you wanted a 256 gig, that would be $899. And that's for the Pixel 6. Now, if you go to the 6XL, it's going to start off at $899 for the 128 if they had a 256 variation, that would be 999. Uh, but I also would like to see Google bring the uh, like for Google to bring a much larger storage capacity. We're talking, you know, like 512. Hell, we're talking a terabyte if possible. <laughs> um, but no, it would be good to see Google go that route. It would be good to see Google go that route and just um, you know have multiple variations because last year. There is only one storage variation for the Pixel 5. That's 128 gigs. And it was the same with the Pixel 4a and the 4a 5G. There is no other higher storage capacity models for the Pixels. And I'm going to be wrong. While I can utilize 128 gigs, I mean, I have the Pixel 4. That's only 64 gigs, and I'm utilizing that. And I'm not, you know, completely, um, like, cluttered with a lot of stuff. Um, my Pixel 4 is doing just fine and it has the same amount of things that I have on my other Pixel phones because I, you know, it, everything shares across um, between devices. So, and I, you know, I have well over about, you know, 42% of the internal storage free and available on my, on my Pixel 4, which is only 64 gigs. So you can imagine how much space I have on my 4A and my Pixel 5 that has 128 gigs. So I can make 128 gigs work, but I'm not everybody. I'm not, I'm not all of you who who watch. I'm not. I can't speak for everybody. So somebody else, 128 may not be enough at all. And this is why 
it does make sense to have multiple variations of storage capacity. This was probably one of the biggest frowns on Google Pixels was last year's model releases with only having one storage capacity variation, and that was it. So that just, to me, no, <laughs> being a Pixel junkie, to me, that was just one of the more sad cases. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, you know, while, while I am excited for, for Google having a proprietary chip of their own, I, you know, I really, 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 uh, really would want them to just this year go with the uh, Qualcomm chip. They'll go with the Snapdragon 888. If they don't want to have like a very high price uh, Pixel device, then go with the Snapdragon 870. That would be totally fine. Go with that this year. Use your proprietary chip within your Pixel Fold since your Pixel Fold will be like the 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 beta test for foldable technology under under the the G brand so you can test your proprietary chip with your pixel fold because again like i said somebody will buy it and if it turns out after all the benchmarks shows that it's power efficient that you know it is um it's fast at processing that it you know it it, it can handle everything that you're going to throw at this phone it's a very powerful chip at the end of the day, and and great with uh, maintaining a constant connection to five G bands. If it can, if it can do all this, then throw it in the Pixel Seven. Because me being the nerd that I am, I am okay with waiting an additional year for a proprietary chip by Google to come out. I I will wait an entire year. I don't have a problem with that because. I like the idea of measuring 10 times and cutting once instead of measuring once and cutting 10 times. It makes more sense the other way. Measure a thing 10 times and it only cut once. and It's accurate. So let this be beta tested in the Pixel Fold to see how well this proprietary chip is and allow um, this year's Pixel 6 and 6XL to continue to use Qualcomm's chip just for this year. And we'll wait an additional year for the Pixel 7 to have Google's proprietary chip in it. That's my advice to Google. But what can I say? I'm just a little blip, you know, in the entire universe. It's not like they're going to hear what I'm saying on this, on the matter, and much less would they even listen. So with that being said, going down before I close this off, talking about the Pixel 5a a little bit more because I talked about it last night. I was just really struggling to try to understand what were they what were they thinking when it comes to the Pixel 5a? You know, I know that they have to, you know, that if they want to continue the budget line from Google, they got to put out the the flag, the, you know, the flagship, but a budget, you know, they got to they got to maintain it. They got to put out another one, the Pixel 5a. But then <sighs> Sad case here. See, what I think they could have done this year was release the Pixel 4a. Well, not this year, but last year. Release the Pixel 4a, right, in August of last year. Then release the Pixel 5 in October of last year. The 4a 5G shouldn't have been released until this year under the moniker Pixel 5a. That's what I'm going to say on that. Think about it, right? Look at Apple. Look at Apple and what they've done, right? You have the 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 iPhone SE 2020. So the iPhone Special Edition 2020 released last year, right? Embodied the same style of the iPhone 8, 7, and 6, right? The, the same one, you know, um, 
touch ID in the front, you know, all that, right? But, you know, with the latest stuff, right? And then everyone was wondering, how come there was no iPhone SE XL or, or, or SE Max or anything of the, of, the, of the larger size? And then they said that they will be releasing another, uh, like, like the iPhone SE, the larger model that should have came with the iPhone SE 2020, they said they were going to release it in 2021. And a lot of people were baffled, like, why? Like, why? Make sense. This is where Apple made sense with it. They weren't going to release an iPhone SE and then a, another iPhone SE that was very similar to the iPhone SE 2020 and undercut itself. You know, this is what Google did. That Google pretty much like shat the bed with this one. So they made the Pixel 4a and then they made the Pixel 5 and they're like, we're going to have a bigger model. So they made the Pixel 4a 5G, which had a lot of the things that the Pixel 5 has, including the, the, the processing chip, but then also um, retained some of the design um, hardware that the Pixel 4a had. And so we had like a hybrid. So the 4A 5G acted as an XL model to the 4A and acted as an XL model to the 5. But then now you're going to put on a Pixel 5 and oh, a Pixel 5A. And that, how do you make that marginally different from the 4A 5, 5G to justify having it? That's the problem. How do you justify it? Because literally, that's that that is the problem. That that is the problem. That's why I was I was trying to end last night's live stream talking about, and I'm going to end you know today's live stream talking about this. It does not make sense. It does not make sense from what I'm reading and what I'm researching on the Pixel Five A. It's pretty much a Pixel Four A Five G. But then why release the Pixel Four A Five G with the Four A and the Five when you could have just held off on it? Just held off on it. Release the Four A. Release the Five. Wait until spring release the 4a 5g but call it the pixel 5a and then that would have made total sense because people would have been like oh well yeah it's very similar to the pixel 5 which was last year's you know you know pixel flagship quote unquote and um you know polycarbonate design as the pixel 4a headphone jack as the pixel 4a but much larger and then yeah, that, that would have been a pixel 5a because what they're doing and what people are going to see this as what consumers are going to see this as and consumers are not stupid people got to get off this train and thinking that consumers are just there begging to be taught they're not begging to be taught they're looking for different perspectives to help them make conscious purchases so consumers know the pixel 4a 5g looks like this sounds like this is is this and then the pixel 5a comes out and they're going to be like well it's pretty much the pixel 4a 5g so what the hell what the hell google and this could be the very first time that the pixel budget a series flops really freaking hard this could be it this could be where google is too googly for its own damn good and shoots themselves in the foot in the testes and in the brain because there's like <sighs> Even if, even if like they were talking about like a different uh, Qualcomm chip, that still doesn't change a drastic characteristic difference of why there should even be a Pixel 5a when the 4a 5g pretty much is what the 5a is going to be. Regardless, regardless, that's the point that that you know that that's being made. You know, Snapdragon 732 is not a drastic difference, uh, even though it's 5G capable or whatever. It's not a drastic difference. You're talking about you know again benchmarking it to see if it's power efficient, if, if the processing is fast, and all this other stuff that you know you gotta you gotta gauge the chip by. Those things gotta be taken into context. But you also gotta look at like you know the the, the outside hardware 
add-ons to it, right? So we know the Pixel 5a is going to be a dual camera setup. It's going to have ultra wide and then, you know, your standard wide angle, which is what's normally used today as as the normal camera sensor. Um, and then, of course, you got the self the the punch hole selfie design in the front. It's going to have a larger display. Thing like what say six point one or six point two inch display, which is pretty much the realm of the four A five G. Like everything that they've described about the Pixel five A is the Pixel 4a 5G from what I'm seeing, just about. So what entices anybody to upgrade to this phone? And why would Google do something like this that would actually tarnish the only saving grace that it had? Because you got to think, when the Pixel 3 dropped, a lot of people were very upset with the Pixel 3. When the Pixel 3 dropped, there were just some things about it that people didn't like. Ultimately, the battery life was just, you know, to a lot of people, it was just not good. Because when you have like a 29, uh, a 29, 15 milliamp hour battery in the Pixel uh, 3, yeah, the Pixel 3. I'm getting my pixels crossed over right now, so forgive me for that. Um, you know, it, 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 I mean, it was it was power efficient, but it still died quickly. <laughs> People were upset. They were like, why didn't it just put like a 3,500 milliamp in the Pixel 3 and a 4,000 milliamp in the Pixel 3 XL? But when you look at them, you know what I mean? The saving grace that helped Google um, after 2018 into 2019 was the unveiling of the rumored budget Pixel phone, the Pixel 3a, which brought a lot of good dynamics to the table. I mean, <clears throat> for the fact that it was just slightly bigger than the Pixel 3 and a little bit smaller than the Pixel 3 XL. So it was in a sweet spot, um, kind of similar to like the iPhone 10s and the iPhone 10R, right? So you get the iPhone 10s, the 10s Max, so the 10s is small, 10s Max is really big, 10R was just right in the sweet spot. Um, the 3a pretty much was like the moniker of that. And then you also have to think too, at the same time that, um, you know, the Pixel 3, which was kind of the most ridiculous things ever, had eSIM and physical SIM support, but it had DSSS, so dual SIM, single standby. They never programmed a secondary IMEI specifically for the eSIM and then another one for the for the hard SIM. Um, so yeah, you couldn't do what the Pixel 3a can do. So when the 3a launched, while it had a polycarbonate body, 3.5 millimeter headphone jacks, a slightly larger display than the Pixel 3, um, one bottom firing speaker, one top firing speaker instead of dual front firing speakers and stuff like that. What it did bring to the table was the ability to have dual SIM, dual standby. And so that really kind of catapulted the A series from the Google, from Google all the way up. Like it really catapulted it. And a lot of people were really actually liking it. As a matter of fact, TK just recently did an update video on his Pixel 3a XL. This is 3XL 3a, why he went back to using it. And one of the things that he, that, you know, he talked about in his video, you know, being, you know, just straight up with everybody was that it had DSDS. It had dual SIM, dual standby. So literally instead of having to carry like three, four phones on him because he has multiple lines, he's able to put two of his lines into one phone, which was the 3A, and use it. And he did. And, you know, he, he used the camera again. He used a video recording on it. And it was just like, it was good. You know, so, um, yeah, that catapulted the Pixel 3A. And then on top of that, while it catapulted the Pixel 3A, it set the it set the bar for what Google's budget mid-range would be. And then the Pixel 4a continued that, bringing all the same things that we loved from the Pixel 3a with a much updated refreshed look and a lower price. As the 3a launched at $399, the 4a launched at $349. That was a great touch by Google to do that. So leading into the Pixel 5a, what we're really getting is the Pixel 4a 5G to a degree with some minor differences. 
obviously the chipset being used inside. Maybe the amount of RAM that it has, you know. Maybe they'll go from six gigs of RAM that's in the 4A5G and put eight gigabytes of RAM in the Pixel 5a, you know. But that's still that still is not a marginal difference to say if you're on the 4A upgrade to the 5A. I mean, you know, especially at pricing, because the pricing is really where it's going to be a make or break for this. If the 5A does not try to retain at least at least $379.99 pricing. If it excels past $400, it's going to ruin everybody's perception of Google being king of producing badass mid-range phones. It's just going to ruin that. It's going to tarnish it. Their, their little sticker that they had over here that said, we're number one for budget mid-range, it's going to fall. And I know everybody else has their own thing. Like Some people will be like, no, OnePlus is pretty good at being mid-ranger, bro. And Samsung's pretty much got it on lock with the fan edition. Or, yeah, I get it. Everyone has their preferences. But I'm just saying, like, you know, name. I mean, there are only a few companies that, that could be named that could give, you know, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of uh, performance and goodness in a smartphone at a very cheap price. OnePlus is one of them. OnePlus definitely is one of them. You look at the OnePlus Nord N10 5G, it launched at $299. That's 50 bucks less than what the Pixel 4a launched. And it had 5G capability already. So, But when it comes to the stock Android experience, when it comes to being supported by Google, when you, you know you have that, you have that luxury to know it's supported by Google, you'll be fine. You'll be, you'll be good. You'll be good to go. When it's that, you know, yeah, you pretty much look at, at the Google Pixels as, as top, as top notch. But I say here, you know, at the end of the day with all this, the 5A scares the shit out of me. Not because that it's going to be a, a, an insane, crazy phone. You know, that remains to be seen when it launches. But could it be Google's ultimate mistake? Only time will tell. So thank you. Uh, anyways, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Those that did pop in for the brief second. Today's pretty much a dead day. There wasn't a lot of anyone that came in here today. So, but oh, well, it is what it is. If you watch the replay and you made it all the way through the whole one-hour show, hashtag nerd up, and you guys would have leveled up. Um, also, hashtag, uh, let's see. What would we say for it? Mm-hmm. Pixel Dilemma. <laughs> Hashtag Pixel Dilemma. If you watch it all the way through, as you know, today's whole one hour episode was just completely on, on pixels, but I wasn't going to talk about the Pixel 6. Ended up talking about it. So now I feel really bad for uh, Aja Morris, who was just in here saying, curious to see what the what the 6 will offer. Um, so maybe I reached out to Aja and said, hey, I actually did talk about the Pixel 6 if you want to check it out. I don't know. That's stupid me. I was being stupid today. Um, but yeah, today's hump day, so I could be forgiven. <laughs> and everyone's feeling the hump day blues. Everybody feels the hump day blues. But um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to jam out of here now and enjoy the rest of my day. I may go live again later on today. There's something else like worthy to discuss on the live interaction basis type thing, but uh, more than likely not. And um, yeah, so if you guys enjoyed, you know, watching today's podcast and even listening to the replay smash the like button 
Okay. That really, really, really helps me out. Um, if you have not subscribed, what the hell are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. So then that way you, you will never miss an episode. And by that, I mean, hit the subscribe and the bell icon and choose all notifications. Eventually YouTube will fix the notifications and then they'll be working just fine. Then you always get notifications when I go live. If you guys like the content that I bring to the table, uh, until then, um, yeah, I'm gonna jam out. Y'all take it easy. Be blessed. Be nice to one another. Love one another. Be respectful. Take it easy. I'm out.